Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. We're back, guys. We are back. Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good to be sitting down in my chair with my mic in front of my computer. It's kind of just like when you haven't ridden a bike in a really long time, but then you get onto a bike and you're like, oh yeah, (laughs) I don't know what I was so scared of. I know how to do this. I know what I'm doing. We're back. It has been six months since I have talked to you. And I know that some of you have been like, Paige, what happened? Where'd you go? Where are you? We missed the podcast. What about new episodes? I'm going to be sharing a lot with you guys today. I don't have my typical script, I guess, so to say, that I'm usually following with an episode. I made a couple of bullet points on things that I know I want to talk about so that my mom brain doesn't get in the way and I totally don't just space out and forget to talk about them. But this episode is really going to be a very honest, open, candid, off-the-cuff episode. (laughs) We're going to see where we go and we're going to see where it takes us. And I just want to be transparent with all of you that we're not going to talk about anything money-related in this episode. I just want to update you and I want to let you know what's been going on the past six months and how motherhood has been and what it's taught me and who I've become really in the past six months. Because to be honest with you, I feel like I'm a totally different person. Motherhood and just the gift of Palmer has truly been the most incredible life experience, but undoubtedly, I'm not going to lie, it's been really hard. The transition to motherhood for me was super easy in some ways and really hard and challenging in other ways. And those are all things I'm going to be sharing with you today. I do want to do this episode where I'm being very open and honest and candid with you guys, which means I'm going to be sharing some things that I've been struggling with and that have been really hard for me. And I don't want this episode to end. And for any of you who are soon-to-be moms, contemplating being a mom one day, starting a family one day, you're like, wow, that that doesn't sound very fun. And so I just want to say this from the very beginning, that while although I'm going to be sharing some things today that might seem a little bit more negative in nature or the hard parts for me, I do want to say that I would do all of these things a hundred times over if I had to, if it meant that I would get Palmer at the end of it and that I would become a mom at the end of it. And I think that's something that has really been a theme for me these past six months is just living in the and, living in this world where two things can be true, two opposite things, two competing things can be true at the same time. Something can be incredibly hard and challenging, but also be incredibly beautiful and rewarding all at the same time, which it's a little bit of a mind tease when you think about it. You're like, wait, like I've never been so happy and I've also never been so, I don't want to say not happy because not happy is not the word. (laughs) What is the word I'm looking for? Just maybe struggling 
mentally. Like I've never been so happy, but I've also never struggled this much mentally either. And both of those things can be totally true at the same time. And for any of you guys who are moms and you've experienced this, you know that going through a huge life change like this, having a baby or going from one to two or just adding another baby into the mix, it just creates this world where there's so many different competing things happening all at once. And your days literally feel like a roller coaster. You'll be so high one moment. And then the next moment, not even a couple minutes later, you'll be in a completely different emotional state. And so all that to say, please know that I don't want this episode to seem like I'm just complaining or being super negative because I really hope it doesn't come off that way. Because again, all of these things I would do a million times over if I had to, if it led to the result of being Palmer's mom, because it's truly the most incredible thing that I've ever experienced. And I really do feel like I was born to be her mom. So with that kind of disclaimer out of the way, you guys know I like to give like, okay, here's the disclaimer. Here's the asterisk that I want you to keep in mind for this episode. So that's what it is for this episode. But let's just go back six months and kind of start from the beginning of where we kind of left off with our last episode. The last episode that dropped was at the end of June. And I don't know if you guys remember, but if you don't, about three weeks before I actually gave birth to Palmer, we were living at my parents' house because the contract, the lease on our rental was up and we had to leave and we had to move out. And our house that we had bought and we were remodeling wasn't move-in ready yet. It wasn't even close to being move-in ready. Like I'm telling you, like it didn't have floors. They still had to do the drywall and painting. Like it's not that it was just like, oh, like it's still a little messy. It was just like, no, this house is is not anywhere close to being ready to move into. And so the three weeks before Palmer got here were probably some of the most like emotionally charged weeks I've ever lived in my entire life because it really was just this time of, okay, is this going to get done? And I know it sounds silly, but Ryan and I both really, 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 really wanted to bring Palmer home to the new house. That was just something that, again, it would not have been the end of the world like at all if we couldn't have done that. And we had to you know, bring her back to my parents' house. But we had been working on this house for so long and we knew what this deadline was and we had this deadline. And I think that both of us just felt like it just would have been so disappointing if after all of this hard work that we had put into the house, if we weren't able to bring her home there. And so we were at my parents' house for the three weeks leading up to her birth. The house finally got to the point where it was like bare bones ready for us to move in. We had flooring put in, we had you know drywall put in, there was still like a ton of painting that had to be done. But the important things to us with our contractor, we were like, look, we need running water and we need air conditioning because it was summertime in Texas. And so we were like, if you can just get the house to that point where we know we're going to have water to live off of, to you know bathe in and to keep ourselves clean and kind of keep the house clean. And if we can have cool air so we're not just dying during the days, that's all we need. The first night that we slept in our new home was the night before I went to the hospital to give birth to Palmer. <laughs> And we slept in the house that first night. And then the next day we went to the hospital. I was scheduled for an induction 
I was full term at the time of my induction and I really just did an induction because I just, that's just what I wanted to do. I was ready to meet my baby. I didn't want to be pregnant anymore in the summertime in Texas. I didn't want to be in the hospital over the 4th of July. She was born at, my due date was technically July 3rd, but she was born on June 29th. And I just did not want to be in the hospital over 4th of July. I love 4th of July. It's like my favorite holiday ever. And just I just didn't want to be in the hospital for it. So we scheduled an induction and honestly, everything with the birth went so great, so smoothly. I was induced around nine o'clock at night on the night that we arrived to the hospital and they gave me Serva, not Servadil, the one that like goes into your hoo-ha, thankfully, but they gave me the pills that you just kind of like let dissolve underneath your tongue. I started that at around 10 o'clock and then contractions, like very light, mild contractions started probably around three or four in the morning. And I started contracting and by about seven, eight o'clock in the morning, the next morning, the contractions were getting stronger and I was dilated to about a three, which isn't anything crazy, but I was kind of starting to get uncomfortable. And my nurse who was amazing, by the way, like shout out to all you nurses out there. Like nurses are so incredible. After we left the hospital, I probably said to Ryan 10 times, I'm like, I just cannot believe like how amazing nurses are. I'm very lucky in the fact that I've, I've never in my life had to spend any time in a hospital overnight or really ever for anything. I've never had any health issues or like broken any bones or anything like that. And so giving birth was the first time that I had stayed in a hospital overnight for a period of time and really had interaction with nurses. And I was just blown away. So anyways, shout out to all of you who are nurses. Kudos. You guys are the best, but the experience was just honestly fantastic. Truly. I ended up getting an epidural at around eight 30 in the morning when I was dilated to about a three. And I personally, like, I know that you know, some women choose to do like a natural birth and they want to feel everything. I truly loved just getting the epidural and not really getting to like relax. Cause it's not like you ever really get to relax when you're giving birth. But to me, it just made the experience a lot more enjoyable, not being uncomfortable, not being in pain. It did make me a little woozy and dizzy. The only kind of like complication, so to speak, that we had was that it did drop my blood pressure quite a bit and it dropped my heart rate quite a bit. And so several times they kind of had to like jolt me with some stuff to like put it in my IV just to kind of get my heart rate and my blood pressure back up. But after I got the epidural, I dilated pretty quickly from a three to about an eight. And that happened within a span of about two hours. So about 10 a.m. in the morning, I was dilated to an eight. And my nurse and my OBGYN were like, yeah, like go girl, like you're doing great. Like you're progressing along so well. And then things kind of stalled and I stayed dilated at an eight for about four to five hours. My nurse kept putting me in different positions to try to get things to progress. And I just wasn't dilating any further. And finally at about two in the afternoon, two or three in the afternoon, my OBGYN came in and they gave me a little bit of Pitocin. I had not had any Pitocin up until this point. At Up until this point, I had only had the Cervadix or Cervadil or whatever it's called, the pill. I hadn't had any Pitocin yet. So they just gave me a little bit of Pitocin to kind of get things going. 
And that kind of helped speed things along. So probably the hour after that, I was dilated to a 10. I pushed for about an hour and then Palmer was born and she came into the world. And I had a second degree tear, which wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Like I know out of the ranges, fourth degree is the worst. So I had a second degree tear. So I did have to get some stitching and all of that sort of stuff. But Palmer came into the world perfectly healthy, you know, picture of health. She latched right away. We got to have, you know, one to two hours, I think, of, if I can remember, of skin to skin and, you know, started kind of breastfeeding. And it was really just this like beautiful thing. They took us up to recovery. Ryan and I ordered a Domino's pizza. We ate a Domino's pizza like in the room with like my new baby in my arms. And I was just like, this is the best Domino's pizza I have ever eaten. Like it was so good because I hadn't eaten in gosh, over 24 hours at that point. Stayed in the hospital two nights and then came home. So the birth and the birth process was fantastic. Absolutely no complaints. Like I had such a great experience. So for any of you guys who are pregnant or again, maybe going to be pregnant in the future giving birth, I was so nervous about the birth process just because having never gone through it before, it was like, oh my gosh, like what is this going to be like? And is it going to hurt? And what's going to happen? And truly, I just had the best birth experience like in a hospital with an induction, with an epidural, with tearing. It was still such a great experience. And like I said, I partially owe that to the amazing nurses in the room and to my amazing OBGYN. But we got Palmer home. And again, it was so great to be able to bring her home to our new home. I mean, me and Ryan honestly felt like you know, we don't even feel like this is our home yet because we've literally only slept here for one night. So it was kind of like we were all like the three of us, like as a new little family, just getting to experience the home together and all come in together and be like, okay, this is our home now. And I'll say this, it was a little stressful, a little stressful because we still had boxes everywhere. Like We have a video of us bringing her into the house and it's like you see in the video, we bring her into the house and there are just boxes like everywhere. I'm just envisioning one day when she's older, like showing her this video and being like, yeah, this is when we brought you home from the hospital. And she's going to be like, what were you guys thinking? Like there's just boxes of stuff everywhere that had gotten unpacked. And That honestly was something really, really hard for me because I am the type of person when I move or when I travel, it's like I unpack immediately. It's like I don't like boxes of stuff just laying around. And that was one of the things that mentally I had a really hard time with because I didn't like the boxes laying around. And on top of that, I wasn't able to unpack them because physically, I had to rest. Like physically, I couldn't do a lot of walking and standing, and I just had to be kind of still and sit there and lay there. And so having to, (laughs) I remember there was one day I was like laying on the couch. This is probably like Palmer's three or four days old at this point. Ryan is unpacking all of our kitchen boxes. I'm just sitting on the couch and shouting at him like where things need to go. He would just hold stuff up at me. I'd be like, okay, that needs to go there. That needs to go there. That needs to go there. So Ryan basically unpacked our entire kitchen with me, just like sitting on the couch, like barking orders at him. 
And in addition to that, the house still wasn't done. Like the house still had a considerable amount of work that needed to be done. So even we took a week off with our contractor. We told our contractor, okay, we don't want any work to be done or anyone coming over here like for the next week. But after that, also at the same time, you're like, okay, I know this is going to suck and be uncomfortable. And the last thing I want is to have people over here banging and with loud noises. And when I'm trying to breastfeed and when I'm half closed and when my boobs are popping out everywhere. And like the last thing I want is to have a bunch of guys over here doing work, but also at the same time, I want my house done. So it was kind of this, you know, like conflict that I had of like, I don't want you people here and I don't want this to be going on, but I also want my house to be done and finished. So the couple of weeks postpartum were honestly really such a huge blur. I think back to them now and I just think like, how did I do that? How honestly did I get through it? We were also learning to breastfeed. I mean, obviously it's it's never something that I had done before. And I was kind of determined from the start that... I wanted to breastfeed. I actually had taken a breastfeeding course before she was born to prepare myself for what to expect, to help with getting her to latch, to help with scheduling, to help with positioning, things like that. I was really determined to make it work. But I also wasn't so attached to it that I couldn't recognize like, okay, if this isn't going to work, I'm not going to kill myself in order just to be able to say that I did this. Luckily though, breastfeeding actually did work out for us pretty well. Like I said, she pretty much latched right away when she came out and we were doing our skin to skin. And it was hard at first. Like, you know, my nipples were really, really sore and they really, really hurt. And I did kind of have some like nipple damage that was like really hard to kind of like deal with and work through. But I kind of pushed through that And we kind of got our bearings and kind of got into the swing of breastfeeding. And breastfeeding is one of the things that truly caught me the most off guard with just how time consuming it is. Before she was born, I honestly just thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to take her and I'm just going to slap her on my boob and she's going to probably eat for five minutes and, you know, I'll switch boobs and you know, in total, we'll probably only have to feed for like 10 minutes at a time. And I knew you had to do it every like couple of hours, but envisioning what it's going to be like in your head and then actually living through it, it was so different. And I didn't realize, especially in the beginning when they're so little and your body isn't producing as much, you're still establishing your supply or in the very beginning when it's honestly just like colostrum coming out instead of milk, how long they will be on your boob. Like Palmer would be on each of my boobs for 30 minutes at a time. And so one breastfeeding session took an hour and you're supposed to feed every two hours. And that's from the start of the feed. So it was like, I would feed her for 40 minutes to an hour. And then I would have an hour to an hour and 20 minutes to eat, to shower, to you know, maybe just do a couple of quick, small errands. And then before I knew it, it was like, okay, we're right back at it. Like we got to feed again. And so breastfeeding was one of those things that was really challenging for me in the beginning, not even from a physical standpoint, but just from the time commitment that it took. 
And I wish somebody had just told me. I don't think it would have changed my choice to do it, but I think it just would have set my expectations a little bit better just to know like, hey, in the beginning, it's going to feel like this is all you're doing. Like it's going to feel like you are spending your entire day feeding her. And in the beginning, I was actually using an app to kind of track, okay, which boob is she eating off of? How long is she eating? And in the early days, in the first couple of weeks, I was literally spending eight to nine hours a day with her on my boob. And I had heard women tell me that before. I had heard women say like, you know, breastfeeding is actually like a full-time job. And I just thought, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, living it, you see what they mean. You're like, oh my gosh, like, wow, it really is. So breastfeeding was probably by far the part that was the most shocking to me. I will say that like the physical recovery of giving birth obviously was, it was hard and uncomfortable, I would say for two to three weeks. But I would say after about three weeks, I was feeling pretty normal physically in terms of just like, you know, like the downward region in terms of just, you know, being able to go to the bathroom, being able to poop just being able to kind of like walk around and not do any like physical activity, but, you know, just being able to like walk around and kind of get around comfortably, sit down, get up, getting in and out of bed, that sort of thing. So the physical recovery wasn't too, too bad in my opinion with a second degree tear. And after about three weeks, I was feeling like pretty normal. So after the first couple of weeks though, In my mind, I kind of think of postpartum in kind of two phases. I really kind of think of it as like the first couple of weeks when you're like, okay, who are you? What does being a mom look like? What do you need? You're trying to figure everything out from like how to change. And this is me personally, you guys. I was never before having her like a big baby person. Like I never really like babysat in high school or took care of little kids. So like when I tell you, I really had no idea how to take care of a baby. I truly mean that. I had never even changed a diaper in my life, which sounds nuts. The first diaper I ever changed was changing Palmer's diaper in the hospital with my nurse beside me. And I literally asked my nurse, like, can you help me do this? Like, can you just watch me and like, make sure I'm doing this right? And she was like, yeah, of course. Or like swaddling. I'm like, can you can you do this? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to have to watch you do this a couple times. And then you're going to have to watch me do this and make sure I'm doing it right. And so the, the first couple of weeks, you just spend so much time learning all of that stuff and, oh, they need to eat every two hours and you have to change their diaper and, you know, sleep schedules and where they should sleep and all that sort of stuff. But after you come out of the first couple of weeks and you're kind of like, okay, I feel like I've figured this stuff out. I feel like that second part of postpartum, that was actually the harder part for me because in the first couple of weeks, it was just such a blur and you're honestly just trying to get through it all. And after the first couple of weeks, I feel like that's when everything really started to catch up to me because Ryan had taken, he, Ryan took a week and a half off work. Then my mother-in-law from Ohio came down and stayed with us for about 10 days So after about the first month, once Ryan was back at work and mother-in-law was gone and I started to have my days where it was just Palmer and I, to me, that's when things kind of started getting hard. And I wouldn't say it was because I didn't have any help, but I would say that for me personally, there were a couple things that were really, really challenging to me. I've made 
three bullets in my Word document. I just want to tell you what those three things are. So the first thing that I wish I just would have done from the start, and I wish someone maybe had just told me this, was just surrendering to the fact that your life will never again be the same. I think that honestly, I I didn't realize that this actually was happening in the present moment. But looking back, I see that I was kind of going through like a grieving period for a while. Once the haze kind of went away of realizing that like, oh my gosh, like my life is so different now and it's never going to look the same again. And like, I'm never going to be the person that I was before or like have the life that I did before. And in so many ways, my life is so much better, but like, I just don't know if I was, it's not that I wasn't ready to like come out of that chapter, but it's just like, I just maybe wish I would have known how different things were going to be. So I could have like appreciated it more before all of this changing. And I really feel like I had so much resistance to that and I was fighting against it so hard. And I really tried to, in the beginning, get my life back to having it be as normal as possible, as quickly as possible. And I was really in denial about the fact of how like different my life actually was. And I spent so much time and so much like resistance and honestly just like fighting against what is. I felt like I was just like a little salmon, like trying to like swim upstream and Looking back, I wish I just would have like opened myself up to it all and embraced it all and just told myself like, your life will never be the same and everything is so much different and that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And we don't necessarily need to go back to the things or to the way that things were, if that makes sense. I think that... The part of postpartum that was so challenging for me is really just feeling like there were so many things that weren't my own anymore. And this is hard for me to talk about because I feel selfish like talking about these things. Like I feel like, well, it's like when I talk about these things, kind of the reaction that I feel like people will have is like, well, duh, Paige, like, of course, of course your life is different. Of course things look and feel different. You're a mom now. You have a baby now. It's not about you anymore. It's about the baby. But I don't think I realized like how much I would grieve so many things about my life the way that they were before I had her. And I don't think I ever could have anticipated how much would be different. I think going into postpartum, I obviously knew that my days and my routine and my schedule would look different. But there were so many other things that kind of got taken over in a sense that I wasn't expecting one of the biggest ones was my mind. And I think that's the reason that the podcast, like it's taken so long for it to come back because like, I'm trying not to get emotional, but okay, hold on. (laughs) I need to pull myself together. Hold on. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've like sat down to like record this, not even this episode, like just record an episode Like there would be so many times where I would just say to myself, like, Paige, just like sit down and just like say anything, just like come up with anything to say, because I knew you guys were out there and you're like, where are you? Like what happened? Because I told you guys, I was like, don't worry. Like we're going to have episodes. Like I'm going to be back. 
I didn't anticipate like the podcast not being here for six months because it's truly something that I love so much. And even after Palmer was born, all of my stuff, all of my like computer and my recording equipment was like still over at my parents' house. We hadn't even moved it over to the new house yet. And I remember being like four days postpartum. Palmer was born on a Wednesday. And I remember like on that like Friday or like, I think it was like Saturday looking at Ryan and being like, I need to go to my parents' house and like record a podcast episode. And he's like, Paige, you literally just gave birth like three days ago. And I was like, yeah, but I can't miss a podcast episode. I can't, I can't do it. And so then I was like, I'll allow myself to do it just this one time. But then like one week turned into two and then three. And then I kind of got into this hole where I'm like, well, I haven't been there for so long. And going back to what I was saying about feeling like my mind got taken over in a sense, my mind got kind of like kidnapped or captured. I feel like my brain wasn't working at full capacity. I felt like my brain was working at like 30% capacity when it came to, you know, like sitting down and like writing a podcast episode or being focused to write an email or filming a training video or anything like that. I just felt like my brain broke. And I remember saying that to Ryan, like, I feel like my brain's like not working. And like, I would just like, I would sit down to record. I don't know why I'm crying, but I would just like sit down to record an episode. And it was like, I just felt like I had like rocks in my brain. Like, I just felt like so unlike myself. And I just felt like, why can't I do this? Like, why can't, why isn't anything coming to me? Why isn't my brain working? So I just feel like that was an area that was really hard for me. It was just like kind of, oh gosh, like, okay, I'm hold on y'all. I gotta get myself together. Feeling like my brain had broke. (laughs) The other thing I can't tell you how many times Ryan would be like, are you well? Like what's happening? Like something that happened postpartum is like, I could never find my freaking phone (laughs) ever. I would be like, okay, where's my phone? And I would have no idea where it is. I couldn't find it because I I literally felt like at all times I had something in my hand. I had a baby in my hand. I had a burp cloth in my hand. I had pumping parts in my hand. I had a, a diaper, a wipe. I had I, I I always had like several things in my hands. And so then when I would put something down and I'd be like, okay, where's my phone? And I couldn't find my phone. There was a period of time where I went three days without my phone because I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And I finally found it. And people were like texting me like, hey, everything okay? Like texted you a couple days ago, didn't hear back. And I just literally had to be like, I'm not ignoring you. I promise. Like literally, I just haven't had my phone because I lost it in my own house and I just found it. (laughs) So like stuff like that were like, it was just feeling like, okay, brain, come on. Like, let's get it together. The other thing... um, is just like my emotions too. I definitely had that period like post-pregnancy where I would just absolutely cry for no reason. And it's like funny, like you wouldn't know it from this episode, but I'm not really a crier. But the days and weeks following postpartum, I cried a lot. And my OB-GYN actually warned me of that. And I'm really, really glad that she did because had she not warned me of that, I think I would have just thought like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And it wasn't 
because I was crying because I was sad or upset about something, I would literally cry for no reason. I would be sitting on the couch, like watching a friend's episode. And I would just be like, I honestly feel like I'm about to burst into tears for no reason at all. And it was weird because I was like, I feel like I just need to cry. I feel like I have tears welling up in the back of my eyes that need to just like be released and just like get out of my head. I feel like I just need to cry. And so my emotions was just another thing that I felt like wasn't really my own anymore. And I didn't have a ton of control over. And even just like looking at Palmer, right? I would, I can't tell you how many times I would just like look at her and just burst into tears because I would just look at her and just be like, I just cannot believe that like I'm your mom and I can't believe that you're mine. And like, I, I literally love you so much. It hurts me. Like it hurts my heart how much I love you. And of course I love my husband. Like, don't get me wrong. I love him to death, but like, I've never experienced a love like I've experienced with Palmer and experiencing an emotion that intensely and that deeply was actually like quite scary to me, even though it was like a very positive emotion. It was very like overwhelming to me to be like, whoa, like it's like scary to me how much I love her because I'm, I'm just like, I don't know what I would ever do. Like if anything ever happened to you, like, because I just, I love you so much. And so feeling like my emotions weren't really my own anymore was kind of like another category. And then the last category that I'm going to spend some time sharing with you guys is just the changes in my body, which have also been pretty hard and pretty challenging for me. So in full transparency, like right now, as I'm sitting here recording this video, six months postpartum, actually almost seven, gosh, seven months. She's going to be seven months in three days, seven months postpartum. I am the same weight right now that I was when I was nine months pre- pregnant with Palmer. So I weighed 190 pounds when I gave birth to Palmer and I weigh 190 pounds right now. And I weighed about 150 before I got pregnant with her. So I, you know, I guess I, I, it's like hard. Cause I'm like, did I gain 40 pounds? Like I, I mean, obviously it's like, yes, but it's like, it's weird. Cause it's like, I know, like I got up to 190 in my pregnancy and then I had her and I, obviously I know I dropped some weight from having her and just like getting her out of my body. So I do know like the birth process kind of took me down and but I'm still at the same weight that I was when I gave birth to her. I still look like I'm 6 or 7 months pregnant in terms of like my belly. Like I still have like a big round belly and I I don't know. I mean physically I just I know that I like I look like I've like put on weight because I mean I have, right? Like I'm bigger now than I was a year ago. Um being back on Instagram, seeing some of my old like reels and stories from a year ago when I was about halfway through my pregnancy, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I look so much smaller in those videos than I do now. Trust me, I'm I'm good and I'm I'm fine. Like I'm getting help for it and I'm getting coaching on it and all this sort of stuff. Like I told you in the beginning of this episode, I'm gonna be very honest and open and candid with you just about like kind of giving you like a glimpse into like Paige's brain in Paige's mind. But the changes in my body have been difficult. I've really never been someone that's like struggled with like 
body image or like a relationship with food or anything like that. For some reason for the past couple of months, I've had a pretty difficult time of it. And I've been pretty hard on myself just about my body. And I feel like I'm always like paying attention to like other women who have had babies. And like the first thing I want to like notice or fixate on is like, okay, what does her body look like? Like, what does her belly look like? And I'm always like, oh gosh, like she looks so amazing or you know, like her, her tummy's so flat after like giving birth, like, you know, she's three months postpartum and she looks amazing and she doesn't even look like she's had a kid. And here I am over here, like seven months postpartum. And I, I, I honestly still look like I'm six months pregnant and, you know, I haven't lost any weight. And prior to coming into this, I think that I could have done a much better job, like in the beginning with my eating habits, but just to kind of like tell you guys what happened, I had heard from several people, oh, if you're breastfeeding, then the postpartum weight is just going to fall right off of you because you're burning all these calories, like your body's kind of working overtime to make milk. So if you're breastfeeding, the postpartum weight is just going to like melt off of you. That's like this myth that I had heard over and over and over. And so that's kind of just like what I, I assumed would happen to me. And I was just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, sure. And I will say this, like prior to having Palmer, I was walking a lot. My husband and I like to go on walks and that's kind of like our form of exercise. So prior to having her, I was probably walking three to five miles a day, most days, I would say five to six days a week. And then obviously after having her, the walks ceased for a good amount of time. But even so, no one prepared me for the insatiable hunger I was going to have breastfeeding. I've never been someone who's been a big snacker. And I've also always been someone that like, I usually don't have my first meal of the day until about lunchtime. Like I've never in my life woken up hungry. Usually in the mornings, I don't wake up very hungry. I wake up, kind of have some coffee, get my day started. And then usually around like noon or one o'clock, I will start to get healthy. And so in the past I would eat lunch and I would eat dinner. So I would kind of eat two like substantial meals of the day, but I would never really like snack or anything in between. Like I was not a big snacker. And then with breastfeeding, I just wanted to eat everything in sight. I wanted to be eating 24 seven. I felt so hungry all of the time. And what I would do is I would eat these like granola bars, like kind bars. I would literally eat like 10 kind bars in a day. And I'm not kidding you. Like I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that like some days I would eat 10 granola bars in a day. Like, and obviously not just that. I would eat a lot more than that, like in addition to that. But now that I think back and I'm like, there's no reason that I should have been eating like literally 10 granola bars in a day, right? I think it was just one of those things where I was just kind of disassociating a bit and I was just so hungry and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I have to be eating. And I kept telling myself like, oh, well, again, I don't have to worry about it because I'm breastfeeding. And like, obviously that was not the case. So I know I'm like all over the place, you guys. So just like bear with me. <laughs> this is what happens when you get off the cuff with Paige. I kind of like, again, my mind just like ping pongs like all over the place. But my body not feeling like my own has been tough. None of my clothes that I had postpartum, like I can't fit into any of my like clothes 
uh, like like prepartum is that is that what it's called? Like all of my clothes, like before Palmer, like none of those fit. I had to go out and like I didn't spend a ton of money, but like I had to like go buy new jeans and go buy some new tops and go buy new bras that can fit my boobs that are like twice the size now. And I know that like obviously a lot of that has to do with breastfeeding, of course, but it's just like nothing felt like my own anymore. It's like my time didn't feel like my own. My mind didn't feel like my own. My emotions, my body didn't feel like my own for a really, really long time. And I think that the fact that I was in such resistance to all of this was the biggest issue because I've always kind of like, and again, I know this like sounds weird and I hope this like doesn't come off the wrong way. So I'm going to say this and like, again, just, I really hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but I've always really prided myself on being somebody who like has my shit together and who can handle a lot of balls up in the air all at one time. I don't get frazzled easily. I don't get rattled easily. I'm a very calm, steady hand. I feel like emotionally stable person. That is like the self-concept that I had of myself before I had Palmer. And then I had Palmer and I felt all, I felt like all of that, that I felt like that entire identity and that entire self-concept of I'm somebody who has my shit together. I'm somebody who takes care of herself and who is intelligent and well-spoken and who is healthy, you know, physically healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, who, you know, doesn't have a lot of ups and downs and who's very kind of like steady and reliable I felt like that entire self-concept really just got flipped upside down. And I felt like in my the past couple of months, I've felt like the opposite of that person. And so I've really felt like, who am I now? And I don't want to say that like I'm not this girl anymore because I know that I will get back to her. But I think I was like so desperately trying to like be that girl in postpartum And I think I really just needed to like surrender to the fact that I'm just not right now. (laughs) Like I'm just not. I would have days where I would be like, okay, I'd have this huge to-do list and I'd be like, we're going to get all of this stuff done today. And we're going to do all of this stuff around the house and all of these things in my personal life and all of these things for my business. And we're going to do it all today. And then the day would end and I wouldn't have done any of it, any of it. And I'm an Enneagram three for those of you who know the Enneagram, which is the achiever, which means that's like for my whole life, I'm also the oldest daughter of three daughters, like oldest child, (laughs) oldest daughter, if that gives you like some context as well. But for my whole life, so much of my goodness, my enoughness, my worthiness has always gone back to what I can accomplish, how much I can get done, the output that I'm going through and what I'm able to ultimately achieve and achievement in terms of like an outward achievement, achievement in terms of like what other people can see and validate and recognize. And trust me, I'm not saying that's necessarily good or healthy. I know it's not. It's something that I'm working on, but it's also something that I recognize about myself. And so getting to the end of the day, in the past, when I would be able to lay my head down on the pillow and say like, yes, look at this huge list of things that I got done today. And then 
the contrast of that, of putting my head on the pillow and being like, literally the only thing I feel like I did today was keep my baby alive. I barely had time for myself. I haven't even like, I haven't washed my hair in three days. I barely had time to like brush my teeth. I'm still wearing the same clothes that I had on yesterday. Like that was hard for me and reframing my mind around what does productivity mean? What does accomplishment look like now in this new season? What does enough look like? What if doing enough is simply just a myth? What if this is just this arbitrary standard that I've been holding myself to this entire life that in this new season, I'm just never going to be able to live up to and I'm never going to be able to accomplish. And, but I always like, I was falling into the trap of like the tomorrow syndrome again, because going back to, I was just resisting and I was fighting against this so much. So I would have a day where I'd be like, okay, I got nothing done today on my to-do list that I wanted to get done, but we'll just do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. It'll get done the next day. And then the next day would come around. And then the next day would be just like the previous day where again, I felt like all I was doing was basically just surviving. I was tired. I was sleep deprived. I was, I felt like any spare moment that I had where Palmer didn't need my attention, whether she was with somebody else or if she was napping, I felt like literally some days, actually most days, the only thing I had time to do was to clean my body, get dressed. And by get dressed, I mean like change my leggings and change my pumping bra and eat right? Eat so that I can ensure that my supply wouldn't drop and that I was making enough milk to feed my baby. And then I felt like I would get those things done. And then it would be time to tend to Palmer again, whether she was up from a nap or whatever. And then she would go down for another nap. And then it was like, okay, well, there's these things around the house that like I need to get done, right? Just little things, right? Like taking out the trash and unloading the dishwasher. And all that to say, as someone who for her entire life, has rooted how good of a person she is and how important she is and how worthy she is on what she can get checked off her to-do list and what she can accomplish that the outside world can see and acknowledge. This was a very like hard new normal for me to grasp and to get my arms around. And I think that that's why I had so much resistance to it because my new reality just didn't support that self-concept anymore that I had had my entire life about myself and honestly been really proud of for my whole life. And so that's like what I've kind of been going through and working on the past six months. And I think probably one of the biggest breakthroughs and the biggest theme for me the past couple of months has just been living in and land. And I've actually taught you guys this concept before about how our brains can be so dramatic and so black and white. And our brains like really do want to go to the extreme because even if we do thinking or we have beliefs that are very polarized and seem very big and extreme with that comes certainty and security And so we don't like living in the and knowing that the world that we live in can have two polar opposite things being true at the same time or being, 
you know, in the same place simultaneously at the same time, because that's like very uncertain and it's confusing and it's messy and it's fluid and changing. And again, our brains don't like that. But to me, there's been so much like beautiful contrast in the past six months. Like I've never felt like there's so much that I don't know, but also I've never felt more plugged into my inner guidance and into my intuition and like knowing what to do when I have no idea what to do, if that makes sense. And I've, I've never been so excited for a new chapter opening and I've never been so sad about an old chapter closing. I've never been so tired and exhausted and I'm also shocked and I surprise myself on a daily basis at like where I'm finding the energy and the determination and the drive to just keep going throughout my day. I've never been more uncomfortable in my body than I am right now, but I've also never been as proud of my body for what it's accomplished and what it's created and grown. The fact that it's grown and given birth to life. Every time I look at Palmer, I'm like, I did that. I grew you. I pushed you out of me. And in addition to that, my body is literally producing food for you that you are eating every single day to grow you to where you are. I will say that Palmer, she is, I mean, go on Instagram and you guys will be able to see her. I've been posting her in my story some. I do have to say, and I know of course I'm obviously biased because I am her mother, but in my opinion, she is such a beautiful little girl. And she is just like the most adorable, happy baby. And she's also a very chunky baby. She's like 95th percentile in weight and height. And she's like 85th percentile for head circumference. (laughs) But I'm like, I did that. Like I am making food with my body that's sustaining you and nourishing you. Like I did that. I love Palmer so much right? This is like more contrast. It's like, I love her so much. I've never loved anything so deeply, but, or I should say, and, and when she goes down for a nap or when she goes to bed at night, I'm like, yes, I'm so happy to get some time to myself. And then of course, like the second she goes down, I like, and I like get into a bath to relax. I like pull out my phone and I just start looking at like photos of her and videos of her throughout the day. And then I'm like constantly like, just like checking her monitor because I just, I just want to like, look at her. I just want to like, look at her and watch her sleep. And then in the morning times, I'm like chomping at the bed. I'm like, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. Like, I want to see you. I want to play with you. I want to spend time with you. It's like, I'm a mess and I got nothing done today. And I also realized that I'm amazing and like the fact that I kept myself and my baby alive and fed like is an amazing accomplishment in and of itself. I can do a lot and I also need a lot of help. It's just like this world of living in the and and living in the contrast of two opposite things that fight and compete against each other like honestly can be so true at the same time. And that has been the biggest theme and the biggest lesson for me is like dropping the resistance and just opening yourself up to what is. And I feel like if I had done that from the start and done that from the beginning, I probably could have saved myself a lot of heartache (laughs) 
and a lot of like mental and emotional angst and turmoil over the past six months, I can say that I haven't done the best job at being very nice or very kind to myself over the past six months, getting coaching and I'm, I'm working on this. And, but I feel like if I had had more self-love and more self-compassion and just realized, okay, things are going to be totally different and that's okay. You're going to feel totally different. You're not going to feel like the same person. You're going to feel like you have a completely different identity and that's okay. Like sometimes it's like shedding the old version of yourself so that a new version can come through. And I know I'm never going to be the same person that I was before she was born. I know that that version of myself is gone. She's gone. She's long gone, right? I'm never going to see her ever again. But I also know that the new version of me that is coming back is going to be so much better. And I also know that there's a lot of areas of my old self, a lot of characteristics or habits or components of my old self that I can get back if I choose to. And I know that I will get those things back and get to feeling more like myself as more time goes on. And so because I've just been really kind of like hard on myself and not being super nice to myself, I kind of, to be honest with you, have just been like hiding in my cave for the past six months. Ryan literally, like I remember, sat me down probably, it was probably like three or four months into postpartum. And he was like, I love you. And I really don't want you to take this the wrong way. But he was like, you have to leave the house. You have to leave the house. You have to get in your car. You have to get Palmer. You have to put her in your car seat. You have to leave the house. And I was like, why? Where would I go? I don't have anywhere to go. And he's like, I don't care where you go. He's like, I don't care if you just drive around the town. You have to get out of the house. And so I was kind of like went through my, okay, like we're just going to stay in the cave time period. Because again, I was, I was struggling mentally with a lot of things, just not feeling like myself, kind of being ashamed with what my body looked like, feeling like it should have you know, quote unquote, bounced back to normal, which I realize is like so ridiculous. Um, I hate even saying that because I don't even want to like perpetuate that expectation. So I kind of went through like my cave period of just like really not leaving the house a lot, not having a lot of adult interaction during the day. So many days, the only human interaction, adult human interaction I would have would be with my husband before he left for work and then after he got home from work. And all of these things now, I see it now. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. Could have done that a lot better. Could have done that a lot better. But I'm also not going to use the past six months as an opportunity to like beat myself up or to say like, oh, I wish I had done that differently because the way I did things was the way I did things. And with future children, I know that I will be able to kind of like have these reminders in the back of my head and remember and take these lessons with me so that I can be a little more tuned in, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically for future children, like what's kind of going on and probably handle those situations a little bit better. So that's kind of why the podcast has been um, off for six months and haven't been on social media it wasn't my plan, y'all. It really wasn't. Like I, I can tell you going into postpartum, I honestly thought I was going to have a six-week maternity leave. Six weeks. Leaning on my self-concept that I had before giving birth of, oh, I'm somebody who's really like productive. I'm somebody who can get things done. I'm a hard worker. I can produce a lot of output. I want to work. I like to work. 
having that self-concept, I thought, oh, I'll be back. Like I'm only going to need like a six month or a six month, a six week maternity leave. And then six weeks turned into three months and then three months rolled around. And I kind of like thought I was kind of sort of getting back to a little bit of normal. I kind of thought that I was ready to come back. I came back for a little bit and kind of realized like, actually, you know what? I'm really not super ready for this. Um, and the good thing about having my own business and not having an employer is that I really did have total free reign and flexibility and be able to decide what my maternity leave looked like, which I feel so blessed that I was able to have that. I know that many women don't have that. So that was definitely a benefit of like getting to decide that. But ultimately at the last month of 2022 in December, when I kind of started thinking about, okay, I think I'm really starting to get ready to go back I'm kind of coming up on the six month mark here. My husband and I actually decided that we were going to start sending Palmer to daycare so that I can fully get back to my business as an actual like job Monday through Friday, nine to five, because I want you guys to know that like, I love it and I love you and I love helping you guys. And I love talking to you and hearing about your problems and coaching you and giving you solutions and inspiring you and educating you. Like I love it. It's what I love to do. And I was ready to get back at it. And before Palmer was born, I had really bought into this nap time hustle fallacy that I'd kind of heard people say, oh, just sleep when she sleeps. Oh, just work when she sleeps. And I really thought that I was going to be able to run my business during her nap time when she was sleeping. And I quickly came to the realization that like, no, 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 that's just, that's not going to work. There's just no way that that's going to be possible. I know some women are able to do it. I'm just not one of them. It just did not work for me. And so I had a conversation with my husband. I was like, look, I, I don't, I don't like to play in the extremes of like, it has to be one or the other, but in this case, I really feel like I need to pick. I really feel like I need to decide, like, am I just going to be a full-time stay-at-home mom to Palmer and put all of my time, effort, and energy into that? Or am I going to be a working mom who's going to send her to daycare? And then even though I'm working from home and I have my own business, a working mom, because I'm going to come home and I'm going to be working on my business during the day. Because I really was trying to do both. But what I realized in trying to do both was that I was really doing both a disservice. Because when I was trying to do both, I definitely could not give my business the time and attention that it needed to thrive. And I wasn't giving Palmer like she, like she wasn't getting the best version of me when I was doing that either. Because even when I would be with her and spending time with her, I would mentally be preoccupied. I would mentally be thinking about like, okay, what, what do I have to do? Like if, if I was working right now, what would I be doing? What are some work things that I could be doing right now? Like mentally, I was just checked out mentally. I was just not there. And she doesn't deserve that, right? Like she deserves 100% of my investment and my time and my attention. And so it really came to the point where I was like, in this case, I feel like I need to choose. So we chose to start sending her to daycare and we started her at the start of this month. And so she's been in daycare for almost a month. And of course, I think like any mom sending their kid to daycare for the first time, um, I, I I wasn't scared about it because I knew that we had found a really great place. It was just like, 
I knew it was going to be hard, right? I knew that like, okay, I have literally been with you every waking moment of every single day, practically for the past six months. And now I'm going to have this huge gap in my day where I'm not with you and where you're not there and I'm going to miss you. And it's just, it's going to feel weird and jarring in a sense. And I will say that the first couple of days were definitely hard. I will say I did not cry when I dropped her off. I dropped her off and I left and I came home and I was like, okay, like deep breath. Here we go. New normal now. Um, definitely missed her the first couple of days. But I will say that for us, doing this has truly been the best decision. I have felt more like myself in the past month than I've felt like ever since she's gotten here. And I know that that's because we're sending her to daycare. And I know that that's because I am getting some of my time back and I I'm having time to myself now. I'm having time alone where I can go on my walks again and I can fully like pay attention to me. I can be plugged into me and focused on me instead of trying to be focused on me or trying to be focused on a business, but always being like pulled away by her. And not to say that like that kind of like came out wrong, but I think any mom kind of understands what I mean, right? Like just not constantly having to think about your kid and being like, okay, like, where are you? What are you doing? What do you need? What's up next? What's our schedule? What are we going to eat? Like, what am I going to pump? Like that sort of stuff. Having some of that mental chatter cleared out has been really healthy for my mental health and for my emotional health. And so for any of you moms out there who like you're contemplating daycare, or maybe you're currently on your maternity leave and you know, daycare is coming or you're pregnant and you're kind of trying to decide like daycare or not. I know that daycare is not the best choice for every family and every baby and every situation. But I do want to say that for us, it has been truly the most incredible choice. I love the fact that she's getting interaction with other people other than me. I love the fact that she gets to be around other babies during the day. They do like the most fun, adorable activities with her that I'm like, to be honest with you, like I would probably never do that. Like if we were, if she was here with me, like I'm not like super like artsy fartsy. It's like, to be honest with you, like I probably would never do that. So like the fact that she's getting to do all these like fun activities, it's just really been such a good decision. Like I feel like it's been good for her. It's been so, so good for me. And so I just want to give all, just any of you moms out there who are, ha- are having a little bit of angst about the daycare situation, just my take on it, because I feel like every time I get on TikTok, all I see are these videos of these moms being like, and that's why I will never send my kid to daycare. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, okay. And it's like some horror story. And of course, with any profession, there's like always bad apples in every single bunch. But at least for me, I want to give you some reassurance that like the daycare experience has been absolutely fantastic for us. The end of the day comes and I am sprinting out the door to go get her because I miss her so much. And I'm like so excited to see her and spend some time with her at the end of the day before she has to go to bed. But having my days back and gaining some more control over my time and my mind And honestly, now having time to invest back into my physical health, I've been able to like start going on my walks again, um, which all of it has just been so good for me. So 
Anyways, you guys, I think that's all I had. Wow. Truly, if you were here at the end of this episode, thank you so much for just being here and listening and, you know, letting me just kind of ramble on. I know it was kind of all over the place, but that's kind of what's been going on with me the past six months. And so what you can expect moving forward are podcast episodes every Tuesday. So the podcast is coming back. We are going to start with episodes on Tuesday, like we did before. Um, you guys will start seeing content on Instagram and on TikTok, just in case you don't follow me on either, or maybe you're only at one or the other, but you want to be both. My handle on both of those is overcoming underscore overspending. So you can find me on both of those places at that handle. So I love you guys so much. I am so happy to be back. And I love you all, and I'm just so appreciative of you guys being so patient with me over the last six months. And if you're here back listening to this episode, it means you didn't give up on me, and it means that you hung in there with me, which honestly means the world to me. So thank you. I love you guys, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.